0: Hey everyone, welcome to another week of Come, Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This week in Come, Follow Me, we are studying 3rd Nephi, chapters 12 through 16. So this week I think what we'll do is uh, I'll, I'll kind of do an overview uh, of the chapters, and then we'll take chapters 12 through 14 uh, together, and then chapters 15 and 16. Uh, the reason I want to do that is 12 through 14 uh, are very similar to the Sermon on the Mount from the New Testament um, from a couple of places, but obviously uh, one of the places that that is is Matthew five through seven, and it most closely uh, mirrors Matthew's account of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, because in other places, not all of it was present. That's kind of the, the most comprehensive, and and what we have from the Book of Mormon is, like I said, just similar to what Matthew's Matthew's account of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, so that's what we'll do this week. Uh, my goal is not to show you every difference between the Sermon on the Mount and what's in the Book of Mormon, but I, my hope is to point out a few of the differences and then let you find others and come to your own conclusions as to why those differences exist. Um, and there are some places where I think it's important why, why, there, why it's the same, you know, and um, I don't know. So, and I will share, and that's not to say I'm not going to share why I think some of the differences exist, because I will, but uh, I'm not going to share all of my reasons. I'm not going to share all of the places that I've found and have um, studied that are different. Like I said, I'm going to leave that to you in your own personal study and and, uh, being guided by the Spirit to know what and how to study and what the Spirit needs to teach you. So, one of the things I wanted to do in, in just introducing this week's study is just kind of a invite you to imagine yourself being in the land bountiful at this time. Uh, I mean, obviously last week we talked about their Nephi 11 and the Savior coming, uh, calling the people up one by one to feel the prince in his hands and his feet and his side, and then beginning to teach them about his doctrine. But Uh, One of the reasons I've really been thinking about this is my family and I watched uh, The Testaments, the the church movie, The Testaments, and uh, I love that movie. It is, I mean, it's a little cheesy in, in places, I think, but it is, I think, really well done in that it helps me to put myself in the land bountiful, in the in the shoes of Helam, the father, um, and so that's what I wanted to start with is just kind of that invitation. As you study this, imagine being this people who had waited so long, who had been it had been prophesied for so long that the Lord would come, and now finally He was there. This was the culmination of centuries of not only. Old Testament type prophets, you know, like traditional when you think of Moses and Abraham and, uh, but also of their own, uh, their own prophets as it were in, in the new land, in the land of the Nephites in the Americas. They had been, that's the, they had all been prophesying. And one of the reasons that, so again, I relate this back to the, to the movie, the testaments and why it like just struck me is one of the things that they did so beautiful. Beautifully in that movie was uh, the dialogue. Some of the dialogue, and uh, when the the prophet teacher named Amaron in the movie is talking, there he's pulling there's it's quotes from the Book of Mormon, and so you have quotes from Alma and from King Benjamin and um and others, and Samuel the the Lamanite though. They had all been prophesying and testifying of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, coming. And now, so I get back to my invitation, now he's there. He's in the land bountiful. Put yourself in their shoes. What had they just witnessed and experienced, right? They had just gone through great calamity and terror and overthrowing of the government and segmentation of, of tribes and just utter chaos. And I, I mean, like I said already too, but like, and just, just destruction. And the reason I invite you to do that, one of my, one of the reasons I invite you to do that and put yourself in their shoes as, as you start to study this chapter this week is look at what the Savior brought to them. What, what were, he spent only a, a limited amount of time with them. And what was the message he delivered to them? What message would He deliver to you if if He could? If He if he came to your house, what would He deliver to you? So as you put yourself in their shoes, understanding what they went through, now, and then compare it to what your life and what you're going through, compare it to the, our world at large now, compare it to the fact that we've been told that He has come and that He will come again, and that before He comes again, Uh, As the second coming continues to unfold, what are we going to see? We're going to see segmentation and division throughout the world, and we're going to see uh, chaos and destruction and plagues and pestilences, all manner of just wickedness and and then he'll come, and what will he teach us? And I think that we can learn a lot by looking at what he taught the Nephite people, and especially when we remember that the Book of Mormon was written for us in these the latter days. So, uh, from "Come Follow Me" this week, uh, it says, "Like the like Jesus's disciples who gathered at the Mount." In Galilee, the people who gathered the temple of Bountiful had lived under the law of Moses. They had followed it because it pointed their souls to Christ. Now Christ stood before them declaring a higher law. But even those of us who have never lived the law of Moses can recognize the standard Jesus set for his disciples is a much higher law. I would that you should be perfect, he declared. If this makes you feel inadequate, remember that Jesus also said, Blessed are the poor in spirit who come unto me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This higher law is an invitation, another way of saying, "Come unto me and be saved." Like the law of Moses, this points us to Christ, the only one who can who can save and perfect us. Behold, he said, "I am the law and the light. Look unto me and endure to the end, and ye shall live." And as we go throughout this week, uh, this week's chapters, and as I discuss, you know, chapters twelve through fourteen, and chapters fifteen and sixteen. I'll I'll be discussing this in the law of Moses, and that he says that it's done away, right? That he didn't destroy it, but he's fulfilled it. And what does that mean? Uh, and how does that apply to us? And how can because we, we never lived, we've never lived the law of Moses, right? However, uh, as come follow me points out, it is an invitation. The higher law is an invitation, just as the law of Moses was to come unto Christ. The law of Moses was overlaid on the law, on the higher law. It was never meant to supersede it or be apart from it. All, of, all the, the gospel that we are given is to point us to Jesus Christ. The higher law that we've been given is to point us to and invite us to Jesus Christ. The law of Moses was meant to invite the people to come unto Christ. And one thing we'll see here is the difference between um, the people in Jerusalem who rejected and killed Christ And the people here in the Americas who were ready and prepared for him to come and say, The old law is done away. Here is my new law. And they were able to accept it. And we'll see that as he delivers it. But we'll also see that as we continue throughout the Book of Mormon, as we get into, especially, 4th Nephi, where they have, you know, several hundred years, a couple hundred years of just awesome prosperity and peace because they had accepted it, because they were prepared for it, right? So, with that said, I invite you to join me this week as we study the words of Jesus Christ that he delivered to the people in the land bountiful, and uh, as he invited them to live the higher law, which is, as Come Follow Me points out this week so eloquently, simply an invitation to come and follow him. And we, in our day, have that exact invitation before us. Our invitation is to come and accept the higher law and to come and follow him and partake of his goodness and his mercy and his grace. And he starts in chapter 12 with by telling us some of the ways that uh, we can follow him and the blessings that then will follow us, that trail, out, that trail the people who follow him, what blessings are bestowed upon the people who follow the path towards him. I hope you'll join me this week, and um, I look forward to hearing from your, uh, your studies and your insights. Thank you for listening, and I'll chat with you on the next episode.